As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Standing Room Only Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Ben Standing, and I cover the Washington Commanders for The Athletic, which of course means on Sunday I was uh, in Denver M. Empower Field at Mile High to see, I thought I saw the craziest game I could possibly see within a 30-mile radius of where I am here in Denver um, when I watched Colorado and Colorado State play an absolute thriller with with, uh, Deion Sanders' squad coming back to win in double overtime. There was no way Washington and Denver could match that. Wow, they almost maybe kind of (laughs) did. The Commanders were down 21-3, rally all the way back for a 35-24 lead, only for Denver to score twice inside the final two minutes, including a literal 50-yard Hail Mary on the last play. But Washington knocked down the uh, two-point conversion and escaped with the 35-33 win. Uh, So much to discuss, and we'll have plenty of time this week to do more. Um, But I wanted to go through a few items today that stood out to me um, about the defense, the defensive linemen in particular, uh, the the play that changed the momentum, and of course what happened with Sam Howell in the offense. Uh, We'll get to that all in a moment here on the Standard Room Only podcast, which of course you can find on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you do your podcasting. If you have not already yet done so, hit subscribe wherever you do your podcasting. And of course, if you're uh, for those of you who do subscribe to The Athletic or those who've been thinking about it, uh, I have a new story up on Monday morning. David Aldridge will have one as well. You can read the Broncos version from our guy Nick Cosmiter uh, as well. So there's lots to discuss, lots to read. You can go check all that out on The Athletic and again, subscribe to the podcast. Um, I am going to also here. I'm going to play some of the audio clips in the locker room that I got with a couple guys one on one. Um, so I will play for that as well. Let's see which ones. Um, I think I can uh, put out to you guys and have it sound good enough. All right, let's go through a few things here. First of all, that was fun. I don't know how many times I've been able to say that in the last few years covering this team, that a game was just actually fun. 
certainly it's more fun for everybody involved, including the reporters, when Washington wins. They're in a better mood. You guys are in a better mood, which makes us be, generally speaking, in a better mood. Um, and it didn't look like we were, anybody was going to be in a good mood when it's 21-3 to early and um, Denver's offense is just crushing. They, are, they, are, they scored touchdowns in their first three possessions. Russell Wilson, I think at one point, was like five for six. Uh, with, you know, way over 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and it is not <laughs> looking great for Washington on either side of the ball. Uh, the Broncos were really effective uh, trying to make plays on the perimeter, running outside. Uh, this is something that looked, has looked like a bit of an issue for Washington uh, early this season. And Denver was doing a really good job taking advantage of it. Meanwhile, on offense, four possessions, three points. Uh, Joey Slime missed a kick, a 49-yard kick on the opening possession. Looked like it was not the best snap again from Cameron Cheeseman. I uh, want to see the replay on that and a lot of other plays for sure. Um, but nothing was happening. On the, on the third and fourth possession, they combined for zero yards. Uh, it is all going the wrong way. And at 21-3, Denver has the ball at midfield. When Jamin Davis, a guy that has obviously been, um, we'll just call, charitably called a work in progress, uh, has <clears throat> has had his few moments of, of great, where it really stood out over the course of his two years. But this was one of those plays. Uh, Russell Wilson was in the pocket, and, and uh, Chase Young, I don't know if he really counts as a pressure, but Chase Young is sort of heading in that direction a bit. So Russell Wilson... Gets out of the pocket, goes left. Jamie Davis looked like, to me, was kind of spying on Wilson. And he takes off quickly to go to go catch uh, Wilson. He not only does that, but the ball gets dislodged in the play. Uh, Cody Barton falls on it, and Washington has it at Denver's 49. They drove down the field. Sam Howell uh, engineered a touchdown drive. He hits Logan Thomas who gets absolutely whacked by Kareem Jackson, Bronco safety on the play. He holds onto the ball somehow, um, but then left the game on that play with a concussion, and Kareem Jackson was thrown out. That whole sequence, from the Davis uh, force fumble to the, to the um, touchdown, is where the game turned. From that point on, Washington scored points on five of its next six possessions. The only one it didn't score on was a missed 59-yard field goal, which frankly was a weird call to me. I don't know why you just didn't punt there, but whatever, it worked out. Um, and then you have the defense. And the defense, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast the other day or not, but we were in in the locker room in, in Ashburn uh, the other day, and we were talking to Jonathan Allen, sort of, I forget what the exact question was, but basically it was like kind of on an individual level, kind of like what's motivating you out there to go get the quarterback. He had a sack in the opener. And this is what he said. Quote, I got to beat Chase, Sweat, and Pain. I got to get to the quarterback first. We always pride on ourselves on competing. It's not just about beating your guy, but about beating your guy faster than the other guys. Racing and competing and pushing each other and letting each other know when they're not fast enough, end quote. Now, just to be clear, he was partly playing around with us. 
obviously it's winning is the most important thing. It's a team effort, not an individual, but the defensive line is obviously, as we know, with, with the talent they have there, it isn't just enough to say, Hey, we'll go get sacks. Like they are competing with each other. And you know, I don't, this is, I think this is, would be the case anyway. The fact that Montez Quentin Chase younger free agents, John Allen is after this season, believe does not have any guaranteed money left on his deal. So he could be looking to renegotiate himself and all after Payne uh, signed his $90 million contract earlier this year. And we, uh, a couple of us talked to Montez Sweat uh, after the game. And obviously he had another great game, one and a half sacks. Again, that's three through two games. Um, And, you know, I mentioned to him that John Allen has said this about um, this competition he just starts laughing. He's like, quote, it's like a goddamn Olympic medal race or some blank like that. Um, and he talked more about it that like it's something that really pushes each other, pushes these guys. And that was happening even before Chase Young got out there. And, of course, Chase Young made his return to the field Sunday. He did this having after missing week one. It was only his fourth game played, period. Since the end of the 2020 season, we know about all of Chase Young's trials and tribulations. This neck injury slowed him up in camp and kept him out of week one. Um, there was a sincere chance he was not going to play this week, uh, but, it, you know, he felt good afterwards. And the doctor said, go ahead, you can go play. I, I don't know how many snaps he played. I'm curious. Um, he definitely made a present. Whether he was out there, we think we're kind of setting the over-under like 30 snaps in the press box. I don't know if he went past that or not, but he definitely, you could feel his presence out there. He also had one and a half sacks, which matched his total since the end of the 2020 season up until through week one of this season. Um, so now you've got four of these guys, and that's what I'm not even counting like James Smith-Williams, who also had a sack, or Jamin Davis, who was credited with the sack on the Russell Wilson um, play. Uh, you know, on on the play we're discussing. So there is a fun competition going on with these guys. And I've mentioned this before, that being a top defense as they were last year is great. But it didn't always feel like that group was imposing themselves on the other team. It did. They did in Arizona, against Arizona, and they did here in the second half. They really took control um, of the game and made it very complicated for Russell Wilson to get going now again fortunately for Washington they stopped Denver on that potential game time two-point conversion after allowing a Hail Mary but um they got through it uh I, I don't you know giving up 33 points to Denver who last week only scored 16 and doesn't look like they are compl- some sort of an offensive juggernaut is something to note and I, I don't want to say concerning yet I'd like to look at the tape and we'll hear from Ron Rivera on Monday but this defense is playing at a really good level. And what this does, of course, is it takes pressure off of Sam Howell and the offense because obviously they, they've got to do their their part of this, but it makes life easier. And I asked Hal about this. Like, look, there's a lot of pressure on you and any quarterback. So what's it like, though? How much, e- how much a little bit easier does it feel knowing what you've got there on defense? And he said, quote, it's awesome. It gives me so much confidence going into the games. They're going to make plays and offset some of the plays they might like to have back. They made stops when they needed to have stops. Absolutely. 
And like I said, there's a lot to like there. And like, you know, we may be, if we're seeing a, a more imposing version of the defensive line, now let's factor in Jamin Davis. With, like I said, this game-changing play. By the way, the ball was recovered, if I didn't already say, by Cody Barton. So good job there by the linebackers. Um, I'm curious to see, look back at the secondary. Emmanuel Forbes gave up a long play. He also had his first career interception. Russell Wilson was tearing them, uh, was really getting after them early in the game. Uh, they gave up a 60-yard touchdown pass, which Ron Rivera said was a blown call um, by the defense. Uh so not all perfect, but there's a resiliency here that is impressive. And there is the high-end talent, particularly on the defensive line. And there is Sam Howell looking frisky, looking poised, not being, you know, not crawling into a into the fetal position down 21-3. to three. Um, Sam Howell, once again, had some good, good uh, production. He had, let me just pull it up here really quick. Uh, I'll be a little bit more than I thought. Um, give me one second here. So Sam Howe finishes 27 of 39, 299 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a 108.8 QB rating. He also rushed for 13 yards on two carries, including an 11-yard run that netted a first down. He did a really good job of weaving through um, the blockers and the relative chaos going on around the line to get that play by the way i didn't even mention really brian robinson this is his best game of his career 18 carries 87 yards two touchdowns both in the fourth quarter he also had two receptions for 42 yards he and antonio gibson were very effective in the screen game getting into space gibson was so close to breaking um, the last wave of the defense for a touchdown after a 36 yard pass uh in space he was so excited after the game to 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 have that kind of play and you know i've I've talked to gibson uh you know early this season and a little bit in camp about the idea of getting him more involved in space something he i think acknowledges was something probably should have been done more um under previous uh offensive coordinator scott turner um but clearly bianami eric bianami is looking to get that done here. And credit to Eric Bieniemy. I mean, you know, they, they threw the ball a ton in the first half, but once again relied on the run game um, late, to whether it's to wear down the opponent, take some pressure off of Hal, or in this case, because they were being successful. Um, you know, it all, it all worked out. Washington finished with um, 122 yards. Actually, it's funny. Both teams had 122 yards on the ground um still too many penalties eight for 71 there was a lot of penalties in this game but washington won the time of possession battle 33 with 33 45 to 26 15 um they didn't commit a turnover denver had two uh, terry i didn't mention terry mclaurin um how through threw him for a 30 yard pass that we were joking kind of felt like when Heineke used to say, "I'm just, you know, just chuck it." I know Terry's down there somewhere. This wasn't that, but there was a lot of uh, traffic uh, deep in the uh, in the end zone, and and how threaded the needle to get McLaurin. So, look, there's a lot to like of what we've seen here so far. They're two and zero. I wrote about this the other day. It's the first time they've been two and zero since 2011, and the chances of a team 
making the playoffs go up dramatically if they start off 2-0. Since the NFL expanded to 32 franchises in 2002, 61% of teams, that's 105 out of 172, that started 2-0 made the playoffs, according to True Media. And that's also 11 of the last 13 teams, and and, and, and that also further includes the last two Super Bowl champions. I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves and start, or at least I'm not going to talk about Washington as that as a contender. But as we're seeing with some of these results early in the year, the NFL is, you know, especially at the beginning, we don't always know what is going to happen. I mean, the Bengals are 0 2. The Giants were nearly 0 2. The Patriots are 0 2. Um, and then you have, you know, here's Washington at 2 0. That's something nobody was predicting. Um, Buffalo comes to FedEx Field on Sunday, then a, a trip to Philadelphia. So this isn't going to. This is actually the competition is about to get ramped up. But Washington's been resilient, and kudos to them for having a, a pretty impressive comeback today and <laughs> being able to hold on just enough for what it's worth on that two point conversion. The quick replay I saw kind of looked like St. Jude's may have. You know, gotten uh, uh, Cortland Sutton's shoulder may have grabbed on it enough on the play. Uh, St. Jude said he had not seen it after the game. Neither had Kendall Fuller, but uh, you know, they were good. <laughs> the you know they got the win, and that is all that mattered. Um, all right, let me get to a couple of the player uh, post game. All right, actually, so here's what I'm going to do. I've got Kendall Fuller and Jamin Davis. I will play those for you. Just quick conversation to get their raw feel for what happened. Uh, I also tweeted out a video of Chase Young in the locker room. You can check that out at Ben Standig. And uh, check my Twitter in general uh, for other uh, post-game comments, reactions, and so on. So let's just start with this. Here is uh, We'll go with Jamin Davis first, followed by Kendall Fuller. Uh, we'll do that right now. What's it feel like you guys to, to have that kind of a comeback out of that slow start? Oh, man. I mean, we just had a slow start from the very beginning at the end of the day. Um, we knew it wasn't what we wanted coming out. Um, and at the end of the day, we didn't fold. We, our backs against the wall, we came out there. We had to do second half. Uh, once we got the corrections that we needed, it was kind of pretty much game over at the end of the point for us. So, I mean, going forward, that's just how it got to be. We just got to come out a lot faster and just do what we do. That said, 21-3, they're driving. You make the play to chase that Russell and that gets the ball back. Uh, I mean, honestly, it was just simply playing my keys at the end of the day. Um, and as soon as I seen him about to get out of the pocket, we kind of had an idea that he might want to take off if he didn't have what he liked downfield. So uh, as soon as I seen him take off, I was just like, I just want to go make the play. Why not me? So um, I guess it turned out what we needed at the end of the day. So just going forward, we just got to keep making plays. And all 11 guys on defense just got to keep doing what we do. What's it like? Do you feel momentum switch? Because obviously the offense goes down and scores, and then you guys on defense really kind of just took control until that crazy play at the end. Absolutely. I mean, just like I said before, I mean, once we got the corrections that we needed, it was just one of those things where we knew what we were doing wrong at first. And, yeah, the momentum shifted, but at the end of the day, after we got everything corrected, it was going out there and just playing our defense. 
first off, just congrats. What what was uh, what was it like coming in here after you guys are uh, crazy ending, but you make the comeback to, to, to get the win? Uh, I felt good. Still coming down. We got to do a better job of executing um, in situational football at the end and not even make it that close. But at the end of the day, a win is a win. Uh, every win in the NFL is a good win, so it feels good. You, you celebrate it. Um, go watch some film. Figure out what you can do better to get ready for next week. So it's 21-3. They're driving again when Jamin chases that Russell Wilson. Yeah, that was big. Yeah. Everything seemed to turn from there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, we just needed to make a play. We just needed to settle down um, and just do what we do. Everybody just doing their job, make a play. And I think, I think once we did that, that kind of settled us down. But we got to work on coming out from the jump like that. Um, 2-0 has not happened here since 2011. Yeah, I remember you asked me that, yeah. So, I mean, obviously you still got a long ways to go, but what does that kind of do for you guys right now? Uh, I mean, week in and week out, you prepare to win. Um, you prepare to go 1-0 each week, um, and that's what we did. So we just turned to the next week, celebrate it, learn from it. There's definitely some good and bad on the tape. So you learn from it and get ready. To, to go one and no next week. And I don't know how much you're able to watch Sam Howell do his thing, but after the game and turnover and they scored, they scored on five of their next six possessions. And the yeah. one, the one they did was the midfield goal. Yeah. What can you say about what what you were able to see from him? In the offense? That was big, man. I mean, Sam's a competitor, uh, and that's that's the one thing about football, man. It's always gonna be some adversity. Everything isn't always gonna be good. You just gotta keep on competing, keep on fighting, and uh, that's what Sam and the offense did today. All right. Uh, Thanks everyone for checking out the podcast. Um, what a win! What, what what a win! And I guess we can note Josh Harris, who was at the game. He's two and zero as an owner. If you count the preseason, he's still undefeated, five and zero. Sam Howell, three starts, three wins. It's that easy. <laughs> Buffalo on deck for Washington. Ron Rivera will talk on Monday. We'll see if we get any injury updates on Logan Thomas, Deron Payne, or anyone else. And we'll talk this week about uh, a, a, a big, impre- um, important test to see what they can do with the Bills, who bounce back with a big week to win. Um, but the command, but they still don't have as many wins as the Commanders now, two and zero. All right, that's it for now. Ben Standick signing off. Until next time, see ya.